What up, y'all? I'm back. This is another episode of Black Nerve Fridays right now. My co-host is running late, and uh, my other co-host is, is not going to be here today. But you know how we do. We always rock out. It's Black Nerve Fridays. We're going to hold it down as we normally do. Today, we are discussing we are discussing something that is dear to me as a kid and as an adult. You know, I got my opinions, which we're going to get into later as well. But we having that conversation. So today is He-Man, Masters in the Universe, I should say, Revelation. This is season two or part two, as they call it. So we're going to get into that today. And we actually have a special guest. And I'm not going to bring him on just yet. I'm going to talk about what I have to drink first. Because as always, you know, we do sci-fi. We love anime. We love manga. We love the comics. We love all of that, the anime. But what do we really love? We love craft beer. So, of course, I have, you know, since we're talking about uh, Masters in the Universe and you have some, um, I'm going to say, scientific chemistry sort of stuff going on, some magic. Listen, what if, if beer ain't magic and science, then what is? This is Equilibrium and Magnify Brewing uh, 400X. This is a double IPA. 8.55% and it's going to be hitting. I love this joint. So we're going we're going to talk about that. But since my co-host is running a little late, let me go ahead and introduce this special guest. This brother, he is known for role play, excuse me, cosplaying some of the cast members from um He-Man has been doing it for a while and definitely has a very very dope um uh outfit and stuff. Today he doesn't have it on, but it's all good. We just, you know, shooting, shooting shit and do as we normally do. Let me introduce the special guest, the brother Claude Xavier Cosplay. What's going on, brother? Ain't nothing much. Happy to be here. Thank you, man. Thank you. So, as I said before, you know, we drink on good stuff. I know you got something right now. Show the world what you're (laughs) sipping on right now. Yeah, I got this uh, Daiquiri King, what we have in San Antonio, the drive-through spots. I couldn't tell you what's in it. I just know it's good. <laughs> hey, listen, it's all good. It's all good. We respect it and we love it. And like I said, before you came on, I understand about the daiquiris. I understand the, the roots of it. So it's all good, man. I already know what yeah. it is. Now, you don't know what's in there, but what does it taste like? That's a good question. Uh, I got. A, I'm trying to think of the two flavors. Uh, it's watermelon and I can't remember the other one. I think she put pina colada in there, which I didn't ask for. Ooh, okay. So that's that's why that's why it's not quite tasting like I thought it was going to taste. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, I never remember the other flavor, but right now I think it's watermelon and pina colada. That's what's up, man. That's yeah. that's definitely sounding good for real. So before we talk about he man, let's talk about your experience. What got you into uh, specifically? that cartoon and that show and, and cosplaying as a character. Let's, let's talk about that. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, I was born in 79, so pretty much an eighties kid and you no know, watching he man. Uh, we only had one TV at the time. You know how you fight over the TV. Yeah. You got to yep. actually get up and turn the knob. There wasn't no remotes yet. But uh, <laughs> Yeah. So when it was uh, my turn to watch, you know, he man was, that was the thing. Everybody wanted to be he man. You know, as you as a kid, you didn't quite get all the jokes and then realize how corny it could be. Mm. The fact that you have this guy that seemed nerdy and aloof to everyone that had Mm. a power inside of him that he can call on has become this massive beast that uh, he could take over the world. And that's what I always wanted to be. You know, go ahead and sleep on me. But when I call on that power, (laughs) a lot of power (laughs) at Grayskull is on. That's what's up, man. 
Yeah, so I said, just, just grew up loving the He-Man. Then, of course, uh, especially on Saturday morning cartoons, eventually that went away. And then to see the shows that came on. I, I know there was a couple of, a few that came on Netflix, I believe. Um, I didn't see, but I did catch the Reg- Revelations one. Mm, so I'm glad yeah. to talk about it because I got a whole lot on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect because we're going to talk about that, man. We definitely yeah. going to talk about it. And it's funny because you got me just by a couple of years. You and my brother are the same age. I'll say that. I'll, I'll reveal my age once the joint is off. Um, <laughs> but I'll say this. I grew up watching He-Man as well. And um, just like you said, he was very uh, aloof and kind of, to me, a little corny. But right. the, the cool part about him was that he had that ability to call on pretty much the, the most power in the universe. As you right. know, hence the name, Masters in the Universe. And to me, that was just dope. And it was like, to, to myself, I would look at it as though, okay, you're a, a black man who's pretty much being shunned, shunned and frowned upon by the rest of the world. And then when it's time for you to reveal who you are, everybody's like, oh my God, that's that's the power that you have beneath you. That's what you have going on. Yeah. What's up, B? So that's how I feel when I when I watch He Man. And um, as you said, man, I got my thoughts on this joint. I definitely got my thoughts. We're gonna get into it. <laughs> So before we go any further, D, what you sipping on, man? Oh, man. First and foremost, excuse me, man. You know how that traffic be coming from that nine to five. <laughs> first of all, Mr. Claude, you know, I, I, I always got to put the mister in the front, but I'm going to call you Claude hey, anyway. Man. Hey, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for hopping on, man. This is something that to us is um, we've been watching y'all from afar, uh, yeah. the whole He-Man squad. Uh, and we just think that it's just a beautiful thing that y'all could, that you could uh, join us and, and talk about this because yeah. We just we love we we, we love some we love some he man. I'm a big man at arms fan to be honest, but oh, okay. you know what I mean I'm still gonna <laughs> I'm still gonna show that love. Uh, but man, shout out to East Brother Brewing Company out here in Richmond, California. I got their uh, their Russian Imperial Stout. That's a ten percent stout. It's a it's just a, it's a beautiful stout. Let's just keep it keep it hundred with that. And then last but not least, I had to get there, which they didn't have many more in cans. I had to get their Balt their Baltic Porter, which is an eight point six percent porter. Uh, this thing is fire too, but again, no can, so I had to get the 32 ounce, uh, the uh, uh, growler, growler, uh, uh, growler to go. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm ready. I'm about to pour open this uh, this Baltic Porter. I'm I'm excited to talk about Evil Lynn and this, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this season two, man. Evil Lynn, hands down, to me, best uh, best character of the uh, of the season uh, season two, and uh, we 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 just gonna get it going from there. Okay, <laughs> perfect, man. That's a perfect segue. So. Since Claude said, you know what I mean? Mm. Brother Claude said that he has a lot to get off his chest. So we always mm. start off with this. Yes. Okay. What is your good, your bad, and your ugly? So I'm going to start with the guest. What is okay. your good with this season? What do you have to say good about this season? Uh, the animation. That was really <laughs> that, That's the animation. It was, it was there. I like that. Um, the animation. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's cool. I got you. I got he's, you. Like, he's like, that's he's like, that's it. That's all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> D, what you got? Oh <laughs> uh, man, you know, like I said, I'm evil in man. I don't, I don't care what nobody say, man. It's probably again one of the best uh, character arcs because I remember reading He Man, the 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 novel, the book, mm. uh, and um, just how they. And one of the other good things is they introduced one of the characters that. You know, that always best Skeletor, and it's a villain as well. You know, I don't know if we're doing spoilers or not. Oh, um, yeah, we're going to get into it. Spoiler. Oh, yeah, but that, that was, to me, I was like, that's just a classic. He, that's a classic show. I mean, it's a classic He-Man. There's always, or any show, there's always another villain. There's always a bigger, badder person. 
And that's one. Those are the two things, at least, that I liked about this season. Okay, I like that. Oh, and um, and uh, rampaging and rampaging He Man. You know what I mean? Berserk He Man. Mm, pretty much like uh, the 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 Hulk. What do, I can't remember what version of Hulk that is, but yeah, that's just like the first. That's base level Hulk. That's base yes. level. Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> I rock yeah. with that. Well, here's my good. My good is actually they finally showcase He Man's true power, and what I mean by that is. Through the years, we've been watching it as kids and stuff, and they always show just glimpses. You know, he might knock a couple people down, something like mm-hmm. that. This time, they actually showed him taking out the demons on there. They showed him fully going to battle with Skeletor, which they normally don't do. It's always a quick oh clash of swords, and that's pretty much it. Now, they got into it on here, so I respected that. The animation was good. Storyline, a eh, little, little off, but... The uh, animation was fire on there, and definitely I love the fact that they show what He-Man was able to actually put out. That's my good on there. Now with that, we're going to go right into the bad, because I, I want to hear what's your bad on this. And I'm going to go with, with, with the guests, man. What you got? What's your bad on this one, bro? The bad. Where was He-Man? When you think M-O-T-U, the first thing that pops your head is He-Man. Mm. Yeah, and so uh, I feel I just felt misled, especially in part one. So um, yeah, okay, that's just fine. <laughs> I like that. Oh uh, man, like Claude, you should have checked. You, you definitely should have checked out uh the review we did with uh, the first time we reviewed Ooh, He-Man season yeah. season one, and I said uh, He-Man is not important. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that just uh, I mean, I'm gonna say my bad was um, no, I'll say that for my ugly. I'm I'm, I'm gonna say that my bad was just um man it's it's tough i want to say i got a bad because it's really just stereotypical mattel masters of the universe i mean i don't really have a oh yeah i got a bad i got my bad is that he-man and berserker mode are are savage he-man just really just didn't end up just taking skeletor out it was just raw power and he could and if for some reason it was just like punches and kicks and it was no no nothing no broken <laughs> no broken face bone no nothing i mean skeletor was just taking them hits like all right well i guess we're going to keep doing this and this is boring <laughs> so i'm going to you know i mean that's, that's that'll be my bad that that'll definitely be my bad <laughs> <laughs> all right so mine is the fact that listen after all that time like we already know that eventually them two were able to butt heads he man and skeletor were able to fight why did He-Man run from that fade when he was in the castle? Mm. Why did he run from that fade, jump on the shield, and fly out of there? Like, what's going on with that? Then he called for backup and then went back over there and fought him. That right there was, like, corny as hell to me. So I definitely did not like that at all. Like, they was going at it. Here comes, um, what was his name, Ram Man or something. He jumps in and he throws him a, a shield or whatever, and then He-Man dips off. I'm like, come on, man. You're running from a fade right now, man. Take that L or get this W. What you going to do? So I thought that was corny. But let's get into the worst part, man. I want to hear y'all, y'all ugly on this, man. I really want to know y'all thoughts on the ugly. Like, what did you really, really dislike on this one? Um, it was too much Mary Sue for me. Mm. It reminded me of the Brady from Star Wars. I mean, just... Mm. And we get into it. It just, I was just too much Mary Sue. Mm, okay, <laughs> I love it. He going, he, yeah. he, he he's right to the point. Yeah, I like. I, I mean, this is gonna be a good episode. This is gonna be a great episode right here. By the way, yes, um, yes, yeah. All for right, me, ugly. Yeah, definitely for me, my ugly is gonna be um, just a relationship between um, uh, the sorceress and uh, I already forgot her name already. Uh, the, Hila? 
uh, Tila. Like just the way that that ended, it was like, oh, you did have a choice. You just didn't. You were so stuck in cult and in, uh, in, uh, tradition that you didn't think outside the box. <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was kind of like I was like, oh, so how most uh, anime because I know it's animated series, but how most anime is is like in Japan, either like the dad is by himself with with the, with the child because the mom died, yeah, or vice versa. But this one is like an anime where you have like the wealthy parent who just like dipped on the kid and the kid didn't even know the parent was wealthy. Uh, it's like this, this, this is how I took it with, with the sorceress. It was like, uh, it took for Tila, it took all them generations for Tila to be like, I don't have to choose, you know, I'm not trying to give spoiler alerts, but, uh, it just, that was my ugly. It was like, man, you just need an absentee parent out here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it a hundred. <laughs> okay. Do you know what my ugly was on here? Uh, in addition to He-Man running from that fate, how the hell did they just immediately, the king just immediately decide to move Andra up to lieutenant? Like mm. there was nobody else who deserved that right. position. There was nobody else who had earned that that rank in his army. Oh, you know what? You saved my um son and you uh got his, his best friend back, which, you know, slash girlfriend, if you want to call her that. I'm going to move you up to lieutenant. Let's just go ahead and do that. Like, what's what's up with that, man? I thought that was corny as hell. That was another thing that I felt like there was holes in there that it it they thought it was going to look good. But to me, I was able to see the pieces that they were missing. And to me, that just really, really, it didn't sit well with me. I do respect the fact that they had a sister on there, but it was just corny as hell, man. I was like, you, you're trying to, to uh, placate to us you know the audience of people of color and i got another question with that later on so this is i'm gonna put a pin in this one and i'm gonna hold that to later on one of my other questions so let's move on to our next room what we got next all right so what are y'all thoughts on the voice actors Mm. and we got some joints on there i already know y'all know we got some joints what's your thoughts on the voice actors yeah, I, I thought the voice acting was fine. You know, um, I know some people had some complaints about Mark Hamill. They say he sound a little bit too much like the Joker. But um, <laughs> I mean, to me, I, I, I thought he sold. I think he was the most acting of the bunch. I, I mm. really believe Skeletor. Um, but yeah, hands down, I think the the voice acting was great across the mm, board. Okay, yeah. I like that. De- D, what's your thoughts definitely on again like i said evil lynn hands down uh <laughs> thirsty her voice is like she will be ever known <laughs> as a tyrant uh and I, I love the voice acting i mean mark hamill he didn't he may have had like certain aspects to the joker we heard in the from the 90s uh batman the animated series but reality is is to me back to to claw's point is like he Man, when I say he hit Skeletor on the on the mark with the raspiness and like he he just really when you think of Skeletor, you literally close your eyes and just listen to Mark Hamill speak as Skeletor. You're like, that's Skeletor. So mm. I think the acting man is man of arms, the person that they pick for man of arms. And I'm again, a big, huge man of arms fan. Uh, I think he's really more relevant in this series, uh, especially in season one and season two. than he man uh, to Claw's point. Um, yeah, man, that was the voice acting was not a problem whatsoever. They picked an all-star cast and they all hit it on. Uh, the lip syncs were great. So I just was like, man, let's make it happen. Definitely good on the uh, voice acting. I like that answer because I was going to agree with you. Uh, I second both of y'all's opinion on Skeletor. 
Definitely Lena Hetty, aka Cersei, aka <laughs> Evil Lynn, um, aka uh, Leonidas' wife on 300. Yeah. <laughs> I loved her, but I actually really, really enjoyed uh, Man, at, Man at Arms, uh, mm-hmm. Duncan, which is the the knight from Game of Thrones, and I forgot his name, Sir something. He's from Game of Thrones. He was the guy that watched over the little girl who had the dragon scale. Um, I can't remember his real name, but he pretty much hit the nail on the head for a uh, man in arms for me. Oh, that was him? Oh, yeah. snap. Yes, that, that was him. I can't think of his name, but he hit the nail on the head. I love Skeletor as well, um, specifically because of Mark Hamill. And I have a bias because, you know, I'm a Batman fanatic, so I love anything <laughs> animated series, Batman. And you talking him as the Joker, so I'm biased with that. So I love that. But definitely man in arms. He did his thing on that one. And I think that most people didn't realize that's who it was. So mm-hmm. I got some other things I want. I'm gonna put a pin in that too. I got something else I'm gonna add to that later on. <laughs> Make you like hold up, hold up, don't go <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's gonna come together later on. Trust me, it's gonna come together. I later mean, does, on. A, does the audience know? Like, it's definitely special when people watch this on the on the playback. Like, man, we have a we have a cosplay. I'm gonna call him a legend out here. Okay, uh, he, is, he is one. Of, he is one of three. So I, you know, I came on late, so I apologize. But I just want to get his man his flowers. Like, I wanted to give. Uh, uh, Demetrius, I want to give Michael like these these brothers really like when it comes to cosplay, we understand especially when a, a lot of black women talk about how people, especially white males uh, or, and females too, would be like, this is uh, this character isn't black. Mm-hmm. And I love how He-Man uh, <laughs> uh, uh, King Grayskull was mm. black with dreads and then and, and claw dresses, I mean cosplay is that. And I'm yeah. like, oh, this is fire. This is this is lit. Like this is what it. This is exactly what we need. Because again, master of the universe. The power is not specifically to one person. It goes from whoever they deem is worthy. Uh, and I think with this with this cosplay trio that you have, this this uh, this unit, it just shows like man, y'all support one each one another in all aspects. And I just want to say, man, um, and not take too long of it because I'll continue giving flowers later on. It's like man, I appreciate y'all. Like. I'll be putting the the, the amazing star, starry-eyed uh, uh, <laughs> emojis and all that because it's like, y'all need that, man. And I definitely want to go to a Comic-Con to support y'all uh, as best as as best as possible, man. So I'm working on that as well. So just just know, man, like we're giving you flowers now. I want to let y'all know anytime, whatever it is y'all want to promote, uh, or you or any individual person that comes to cosplay, man, just hit us up. We'll do a whole show. We'll do what we do right now. We'll talk about He-Man. We'll talk about whatever anime Whatever show you're on, anything that it that ties into you, we want to support you and let you know that you are valued uh, to us in the community here at Black Nerd Fridays. Facts. Yeah, you said exactly that. what I wanted to say, and I really, really wanted to have him on, but I was going to save that segment as well at the end. Oh, my bad. You, know, <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't give all the flowers at the beginning. I had a quick <laughs> conversation with the brother before we went on, but yes, you, you, yeah, you but brothers that's... embody these characters and there is no when you look at that there is no specific color when you're looking at it in the first place because you just look at you're playing this character Mm -hmm. i don't care about hearing oh well that's a black person nobody cares about that we see you for that that's a bonus for us but we see you for the character we don't care oh that's black man in arms that's black he man or that's black king grayskull get out of here with all that we right. see you for the character and, and it, being black is the bonus, period. Okay. So, yeah, that's 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 perfect, man. So yeah, I don't know if I don't know if it's going out of order, but I can tell you how that happened. Um, OK, go ahead. No, go ahead. Let's yeah, man, let's dro- yeah, drop the lower third. Yeah, so, with the, uh, um, yeah when yeah. I had um, 
you know, when everybody saw Demetrius on uh, Hellspawn cosplay do He-Man, you know, yeah. it's about broke the internet. Um, <laughs> mm. Yeah, so when I saw that, I told him offline on DM, I said, hey, I'm going to do an homage to your He-Man. Mm. And so I was getting ready, trying to get in shape, get the Afro um, uh -huh. to do his version. And then when the Netflix came out and the comic book came out, someone had told Demetrius, hey, you should do the King Grayskull. And he said, hey, I know somebody who can do it. How about I have somebody else do that? Mm. And so Demetrius is the one who made that happen for me. He said, mm. how about you do the King Grayskull? You already got the dreads. I was like, okay. And so, yeah, so I had to put away the um, the Afro, find a different <laughs> um, <laughs> emblem because he has a different emblem. Yep. But uh, yeah, so if it wasn't for him, that wouldn't have been a King Grayskull. It would just been another homage to his He-Man. So I'm glad that he was able to put me on to actually give my version. Mm. of, uh, And I, I laugh about it when people talk about, uh, you know, He-Man's white. Well, this King Grayskull is not, and now it's canon. You know, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in, the beginning, in the beginning, King Grayskull was white, but not no more. Canon, baby. There we go. Yeah, you can give an opportunity. Y'all couldn't. I was smiling the whole time because he was dropping gems and jewels, pretty much saying that the inspiration that we have when we pull from each other is what always funds us and always drives us to take the next step or even do whatever it is we're pursuing in life. And those words were, it can't get no realer than that, pretty much. And nice. shout out to, to Demetrius for that, for that inspiration. And definitely, man, shout out to all three of y'all for doing what y'all oh, do. Yeah. Good show. Yeah. So, Here's my other question, and don't worry about my my, my spelling. I messed that up. After. <laughs> <laughs> so, who should wield the sword of power? And I'm and I'm gonna start with with, with uh, my brother Claw right here. Who should we just put him on the hot seat, man? Yeah, <laughs> That's a good question. From the series, man. Not from not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, right, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. From the series, <laughs> right. Um, I'm gonna always say how. It's hard. I mean, to me, it still had. I had to stick it to, to He Man because um, I think if they had longer episodes, so someone could earn it. Mm. I think about just being five episodes each, you know, a total of ten for that season. So it's kind of hard to say if Tila should have it or someone else should have it. To me, it just wasn't enough time for it to be earned for someone else. Mm. Um, mm. That's why I think I had to still keep it with He Man. Okay, um, I like that answer. And you know, from here on, I'm just gonna keep it like this, unless we dropping gems and I'll put us on. Four. Oh yeah, that that'll work. Um, so D, what's your thoughts on that? Oh one? man, come on, man, you already know, man. I told you, I've been saying the character for forever, man. Like, <laughs> Eva Lynn should have had the sword of power from the jump. You know what I mean? <laughs> swash through them bodies, Cersei. Swash through them yeah. bodies, but no, nah, I mean, <laughs> I, I knew it. I, I got man, Eva Lynn. I'm telling you, watch season two. Uh, like the art to Claw's point, like Evil Lynn's character is even here on our backdrop. Evil Lynn with the sword of power is the boss's look like she looked like it is action time, like hands down, wielding the power like it is nothing like craziness. I mean, the only other person, honestly, from the series who I really wanted to have it and who I think is the best character, even in the He-Man he mythos or Master of the Universe mythos to me and that they gave him his just dues on this series is Man at Arms. Mm. Man at Arms, hands down, could have killed Tor's armies by himself. And that one, he was out there making cannons and man, <laughs> dude was a beast, bro. And then come on, season two, like, come on, when the king was sitting there 
around and it was it was it was it was war and this man said i need he's like i don't need that extra stuff i got all i need and i know where i need to be and he stood by he said stood by his friend's side and they was going toe to toe like if we die we die together i'm like come on the man of arms deserve that bro he deserves the, the power man he just they should have just threw him the sword just for just for like 30 seconds just to see what happened. <laughs> it's funny you said that because i agree with you Based upon everything, all the characteristics he showed, to me, I feel like He-Man just got it because he's the prince. Mm. But in, 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 and he has a pure heart. But in mm. reality, I feel like he's not ready for it. All the mm. decisions that he makes throughout the uh, series, it's like he's not ready to wield the power. He's not ready to have that that uh, authority or, or uh, leadership role placed in front of him. He still has a lot of learning and maturing to do. And for someone who's you know when you see him in the cartoon as kids and even now he doesn't have much fighting skills which i'm kind of surprised that they showed some stuff without him having you know the power imbued in him mm. but he doesn't have much fighting skills why would you give it to him if anything give it to the the man who trains your army which is man at arms mm. the man who has the leadership skills which is man at arms aka duncan and to me that's who definitely should have it Shout out to Evil Lynn for being next in line because Evil Lynn, <laughs> man, she she's Deep. something else, man. She definitely Deep. had had her Deep. thing going on, and and just listening to her backstory really really got me to understand why she did what she did. Mm. But Man at Arms mm. definitely should be the one who held that that sort of power. He Man shouldn't touch it until he's ready to really. <laughs> well, well it's not He Man's, you know, Prince Adam. Yeah, Prince Adam. Yeah. Prince Adam. Prince Adam. Prince Adam just needs some years, man. He just needs some. He need to be in the trenches, like for real, for real. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, he did. He did it. He did that. He with his with his with his pure heart. He stepped in there and was like, "Yo, I know this is not going to happen," but it was more of a taunt <laughs> to Skeletor, which I think again is like, "Don't do that." But right, it it is what it is. <laughs> Right. No, I feel you. I definitely feel you on that one. All right. So should He-Man and Skeletor have teamed up? Mm. And I'm going to start with you, D. Oh, you, oh, man, you ain't getting clawed in the hot seat. No, nah, huh? I ain't getting clawed in this. Yeah. Right <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, I mean, I, I think, honestly, with um with that whole team up, it really was Prince Adam, like Skeletor, like literally, like, what are you really going to do? You now have you, we now have a common enemy. Uh, that is that you have you created this monster <laughs> i mean are you partially created this monster and here we are uh, and I, I can't i mean he could have tried to do it by himself but i just i think that it again it shows the beastiness <laughs> of uh evil lynn and what she would do with power and i think if you look at all the the women uh in the show which again i think people probably will critique in a in a negative way but a lot of the women in the show, man, when it came to taking that power are just going to what it is that they want. They just went for it and they knew how to wield it. I mean, the sorceress, uh, Tila, uh, after she learned, I mean, Evil Lynn to me, like he's just hands down. So I, I, I like the team up. I like how they made Skeletor because Skeletor is an opportunist. And that's why, again, Mark Hamill's voice is so well scripted to put him as Skeletor because Skeletor is always looking for the win, no matter what. He will work with anybody to get to his goal, and he will always have a contingency plan. And I know that's great for Mr. Refine because he loves Batman with his damn contingency plans. So shout out to the team up. Mm. Claude, what you got on that one? <sighs> <laughs> 
I don't, I don't, <laughs> think, they should have, I don't think they should have teamed up. Hmm. I mean, I just don't think Skeletor can stay focused that long. One thing I like about Skeletor, he once his mind is set, it's set. Yeah. And even if you know, Evelyn became what she became, he couldn't be focused. Like he still see the opportunity to take out He Man. That's just <laughs> that's always been his focus. And so that's why I said that to me, it's about, I don't think it could have worked. Mm. That's kind of like some of the issues I had. I'm like, this just doesn't because it said that this is a continuation. Gotcha. Now, if they would have actually rebooted it, fine. But he says a continuation. If it's right. a continuation, then no, this doesn't make sense. That's, mm. that's the issues I was having. I see, mm. I could see that. But I also see the enemy of my enemy sort of thing. But at the same time, you're talking about two arch nemesis. Mm. And Skeletor, as you said, does not stay focused. His main goal all the time is to have the sword of power and to kill or take He-Man out of the picture. So once he had the, the opportunity to team up with him, I feel like he got kind of lost in the in the sauce and was just thrown to the wayside mentally because his main focus was still, all right, let me take out... Let me take out He-Man. Once I get a chance, let me take him out. Forget we fighting Evil In, who now has a sort of power. I'm trying to come at you. I'm trying to come at your neck now that she's preoccupied. So I think that it was more of a wasted opportunity and more for, for Skeletor, it was a chance for him to get close to He-Man so he can take him out. But mm. for He-Man, he was being genuine. So I feel like, why would you do that? And, you know, Prince Adam should know better. I don't know why I keep saying He-Man. Prince yeah. Adam should know better than to team up with somebody like him because He's not going to have your best interest at heart. He's going to have his best interest, which is to take you out. So that was kind of corny to me. I thought that was just something they threw together just to throw together. Mm -hmm. But if you think about what you said, it, it does make sense. Like I said, Prince Adam has a pure heart. Yeah. Which, like I said, so it really does make sense. That's why Skeletor should have then, you know, taken him out because of his pure heart. That's a fact. I, so, um, I like that. You know, he should have took him out, but again, to your point with Skeletor and what Evelyn said in season two is like you. My favorite scene is where Skeletor shows Evelyn how the universe was created, and yeah. like he's looking at all this and moving everything around with the convergence of all the power and all those the solar systems aligning and all that, and he literally is like, "But I want to kill He Man," and then she's like. You have all this power and like you still haven't done it. Even even in season one, which I'm gonna do spo spoiler alert for season one, because season one was a minute ago. But season <laughs> one, like he literally stabs Prince Adam after getting the sword. Like, I'm like, and you still couldn't end it. Like you knew about the their heaven pre-turnia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, and you still didn't go wipe him out. And I was just like, that is to Claw's point, that's classic. Skeletor, but I just thought it would be better, at least from when I read the comic books, maybe because I was a kid and reading those novels and everything is like Skeletor just seems so much scarier, even though reality, if you watch the older cartoons, it's not really it's more of a ha ha joke. But you like reading the comics and I'm not saying the most recent comics, but just back then for me in, my, in the early 90s, Skeletor was like, yeah, I mean, when I get that chance, it's a wrap. And he's like, you got that. You got that chance and you still didn't do it, man. So I, I guess the team up was like. <laughs> it was just kind of like I still, even though I want to get rid of He Man, I still want to have the most power. So I'll work with you, even though it doesn't mesh well with you as a me as a character or my whole drive. Um, and then I'll turn around while everybody's fighting, and I'll be like, "Well, now that people the my, the most the, uh, the most powerful one of us is preoccupied now is between you and I, and let's let's duke it out mm -hmm. while you, you're surrounded by all enemies." It was just kind of like, I guess. 
<laughs> I mean, like, could that not have happened? Could that not have happened like at the end, you know, what I mean, or something like that, where it was like a one-on-one type of situation, and it was no, you know, that I think the clause point too, and I'm sorry, I keep going. I think the clause point, like, it was no tension as far as like, is this really going to be, you know, over? Like, it's more like Skeletor was like um, similar to how Batman treats the Joker. Like, the Joker kills yeah. hundreds of people all the time, and you're still like, oh. I can I can rehabilitate this person. It's like the reality is no, you can't. And I and I would love for even though that would have been very Batman, uh, the Dark Knight esque and all that. If 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 He Man really had to decide, like Skeletor is like, no, I'm never going to stop. I'm going to kill you, and then I'm going to have all the power. And the only way to stop me is if you kill me. It's just mm-hmm. it's not it's not relevant <laughs> in that sense. It was. I mean, I know it's a I know it's a Mattel brand thing, but it was just like this showed a lot of stuff that I was like, this is what we need to see out of He-Man. And I just didn't get that from Skeletor the way we would want him to have it. <laughs> That's a perfect way to end that. Perfect way. Okay, so what were your thoughts on the extra characters? And if you notice, I highlighted extra for a reason. <laughs> what were your thoughts on those extra characters? Hmm. Me, <laughs> yeah, what was his name? Uh, uh, Ram Man. I remember him when I was a kid. But you had people when they was in the in the uh, sewers and they was trying to get into the castle. It was Duncan, uh, Andrea, and Tila. Yeah. Like, what's what's going on with these people? Here? <laughs> you know what I mean? What, what's what's going on with these people? Why why were they here? Why were they involved in this whole thing? It was just it was a filler for like yeah, two minutes. It's a it's paying homage to yeah, all those characters. Or you're like like the dude and <laughs> from the attorney army that had the claw, bro. Like yes. that thing. Yes, that had. I remember having that toy, and I was like, I don't understand why I thought this was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, he has literally has a claw for a hand. He's just a buff dude with a claw. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. <laughs> like it was like to be funny, and then even like you said in the sewer with the two characters, there was like. Wow, they're not even like they're not A, B, or C, or even D class. Like they're like the lowest on the totem pole. Like you, if if you if they walk right past them and could get away from them, they wouldn't, <laughs> even, they wouldn't even wasted their energy or time with them. They would just get walking. Like that to me was hilarious. So I'm definitely I definitely love how they threw those extra characters in there because I remember just having those toys with the action grip with the claw. Man, that's all I gotta say. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you agree with that, Claude? That you agree with no, that? I mean, it, it was just, it was just it's just fan service. Mm-hmm. If you remember them, um, yeah. No, like I just I just think um, to me the series was too short to just mm. to throw them in there. It's just like, eh, here you go. You just, it just I don't know. It, it, I think it would have hit better if its season was longer. Mm. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, just just throwing them in there for fan service. If you remember them, because a lot of us. Um, like for when I had did um, King Grayskull in MegaCon Florida last year, um, I thought because the Netflix show was out, so I'm gonna go ahead and do this character. And like everybody who was younger had no idea who I was. <laughs> and so I, I just I feel the same way with this. If you wasn't growing up, you know, in the '80s or really watching, you had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. just think it was just fan service for those who recognize them. Definitely, I agree. Hundred percent. Both of y'all make valid points. It was kind of just wasted time. They're trying to again, pay homage. <laughs> They're trying to pay homage to to us who grew up watching this stuff. And I don't remember everybody, but I do remember. I don't know his name, Claw Man, Lobster Man, something like that. 
like something cheesy like that. But this other guy that was shooting little darts out of his hand, he never even existed from what I remember. Like, who is this person? It was just, it was too cheesy for me. And if you're going to pay homage, you have to make the season longer. You got to really get uh, a plot going on to add these people. The only person that, that was extra to me that really got some respect was Beast Man. That dude Man. Uh, got respect yeah. for, for me. Like, he was in there. He actually got a chance to shine and stuff like that. As far as these other little people, nah, they just, you know, extras there, literally extras. They didn't have to be showed at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it was mad corny, just in my opinion. <laughs> he is Masters of the Universe is Mattel, man. Like, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, I, I don't even know if they were involved in this process, be honest with you, because if you look at, um, you know, they don't normally show it in the credits. They'll show the production and yeah, all that stuff. I didn't see no, they, Mattel at all. No, Mattel was Mattel. Was they were involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mattel signed off on it. So exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they definitely because right. they own. I mean, they own. You know, they own that IP. Yeah. So yeah, they're definitely not letting that go, man. Especially with Soul. I mean, what's um, I always call him Soul Man, but it's not Soul Man. The, the black, the black he man. Yeah, yeah we're gonna talk about. Oh, him too. okay. Let me shut up. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about that too. That's gonna be that's all gonna be later on. Scare what's his name? Scare Glow or something like that. Some weak yeah. name like that. Just it was too corny to me, man. It was just too much going on. I, I wasn't pleased at all with that aspect of it. Okay. So were you surprised with Tila and her new abilities? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to the Mary Sue. There you go. So yeah, so if go. we if we if we stick to the the story, she, you know, when she got her feelings hurt in season one, that she was the only one who didn't know who He Man was, and um, you know, just say, you know what, I'm done with you guys, I quit. And she hated magic, and it reminded me of Ray in Star Wars, um, mm. how she didn't even believe in it, and it took it took um. Luke Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker, years to master this. And she comes into something she didn't believe and able to do all this stuff with the Force. It's the same thing with Tila. She didn't even, she hated magic, and then all of a sudden she can just use it. That's and so I had, a, I had a problem with it. So, yeah, that's I was definitely surprised. Not surprised, because I knew who she was related to, but to go from I hate this to now I'm a master of it, that, I just, <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> D, what you think about that? <laughs> hey man, I think my my I was like my Wi-Fi good, <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, I definitely uh, I definitely when he said that about about uh, Star Wars, like that was you know that's a whole nother gripe, but definitely I was like Tila needs some work. Like it it would have been like you gotta at least it was it was to Claw's point because it was only like a five uh, for each series I mean season everything just sped up really fast so. You didn't get that growth. Uh, yeah, that potential was there, but it was like, is it just that type of talent where it just it just take a little bit to do so? And I mean, uh, I, I, I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like I do like the ability when she was again, my favorite one, of, another one of my favorite scenes, like I choose both. You know, what I mean, it's very corny, but I was like, I knew that was coming. Like, it was like, how can you not choose both? Like, how, how do you have all this power and you dipped in the pool <laughs> of, of power? And you like, yeah, okay, I'm just gonna make this decision. And it's like, but who telling you that? Like, who who was your ancestor to tell you that you had to do it that way? You know what I mean? Like that that whole lineage thing. It was like the lore could have been built up more 
Um, because again, we know how He Man uh, Masters of the Universe is. Like, it could be a fight outside. It could be a fight literally right next to the person who's trying to discover something, and it's like nobody really cares about the fight. It's only on that person, <laughs> right. and that's exactly what was happening. So I was like, you could have took longer time. You could have made like three or four more episodes just on that, and just do a couple of He Man jumping through and punching somebody type of thing, and kept it going. So mm. I, agree, I agree with Claude on that one. And I agree with both of y'all, too. And the funny <laughs> thing is, I didn't know the uh, history of Tila pertaining to specifically um, her mom. And, oh, snap. Um, huh? I said, oh, snap. I didn't know you didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know that. But even still, to Claude's point, it was it was corny. It was cheesy for someone to say, you know what? Yeah, I don't like this. And then all of a sudden, you fully take it in. And all of a sudden, you want to have these abilities. And then, as you said, you've mastered them to where you can manipulate pretty much time and space and universe and put yourself in these places and mm. have somebody see something. It was just, it was a little too corny for there. It was cool that she was able to do that. But at the same time, it didn't make sense because how does someone who not believe into it all of a sudden be, Oh yeah, this is what it is. I got it down. And now I'm the top of my game, including um, saying, you know what? My mother didn't do this, but guess what? I, I I'm able to choose if I, I get to choose my family and friends and all that. Come on, man. That that didn't even add up. So we all on the same page with that one. That that again, that shit was corny as hell. No consequences, <laughs> man. No consequences. <laughs> yeah, that, that was corny as hell, man. All right. So this is my last question, and then we just gonna, you know, let it fly. What was your thoughts on a people of color representation in the series? Man. Uh, oh, silence on that one. Look, no, 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 I, had to, I had to take myself off mute and I was drinking. I had a, a <laughs> um, no, I mean, man, it's masters of the universe, man. Like to have King Grayskull, that to me, season one was like, that's what I'm talking about, man. Like when that happened, I was like, hey, I'm good, everything else is all right. <laughs> like, every <laughs> like the beginning, the first one to wield the power, King Grayskull. Like, I mean, done. Like, I, yeah, yeah, you, I think sometimes too, with. Well, I will, and this might, it may, it's not going to be controversial, but I think some characters are sometimes when you're entering characters into a mythos that were not there before and you're just adding this character in, that's kind of where people are like, really? Um, do we need to add that character in? I understand diversity, equity, and, and inclusion, but does that character need to be added? But for Kring, and, and to, the, the funny thing is, is the flip side of what I just said is like, to Claw's point, King Grayskull, was he, was he black? before no but in canon he was but the thing was that because he wasn't so prominent and again this is like that double-edged sword situation because he wasn't so prominent in the series i think he hit more and he made more people who didn't like it upset and people who were just like oh yeah i'm good like myself was like yeah it's king grayskull he was the first <laughs> like no matter <laughs> no matter what he was the first so it's like you can say all that stuff like that but he was the first that's that's just what it is so that's what, I'm that's, gonna what, dive that's my deeper take than that, but I'm gonna let Claw go. First. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, the, the represent. I mean, that to me, I, I think um, they tried to go there, then they pulled it back. So when you think about Tila, and I can't think of her name right now, Andra. Yeah, Andra. Because you, so you saw in season one where they was going with it. Yeah. And, so, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden in season two, like they backed away from it. Yep. Mm. If, if you're gonna go there, go there. Yeah, you know, so it, you don't get brownie points for bringing it up and then don't commit. <laughs> Thank um, you. Yeah, it's, it's so I, I thought that's one of the. I say whether you agree with it or not, 
if you're going to go there, go there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so the representation, I, I, they, they, I said they definitely went heavy, heavy on the women, you know, yep. that which is fine. I, I just kind of wish they would have told us that in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, I just think it was just, you just got blindsided with it because you have an idea of who, you, you ain't got to say the name. Master Universe, He-Man. It's Master Universe is He-Man. You don't think of anyone else. That's right. So I say, so if you're going to go a different direction, just be upfront with it, and yeah. it allow us to see the representation better. I just think we, I just got blindsided because I'm like, this is not what I was expecting. <laughs> so I might have missed what they were trying to do. Yeah. And so I caught it the second on the second part because now, okay, I, now that I know this is not really about He-Man, so now I got a different. My mind is set differently to watch mm-hmm. the show. So yeah, mm, I like that. And but see, here's what I'm gonna go with it. Two things we were talking about the ugly as far as them moving up to lieutenant, uh, uh, Andrew's lieutenant, and number two, uh, what was the guy Scareglow? You had him in there. First mm-hmm. off, we know who Scareglow is. Shout out to him. That's that's the voice of Candyman. Exactly. Oh, so, fire! Shout out to him. You know what I'm saying? He did his thing with that. I would love to have seen that be somebody with our actual skin tone and stuff. It was a skeleton creature from that was dead. All good, but they did have his voice in there. Now, number two, that I did have an issue with. Now, hold on. Let me give my flowers, too. They did show women in, in, um, in power, specifically Evelyn, and even Tila and um, Andrew were holding it down. They showed all of them in a perfect representation that was great, that gave respect to them, et cetera. Now, my issue is, Andrew, if you know who the person is that voices them, uh, that, that looks like, that's like, you know, Meghan Markle. You already know who Meghan Markle is mm-hmm. now. When we think of black, that is the the, the phenotypes that we have in our our mind of what black is. Uh, The person who's voice acting for Andrew, that's not (laughs) that looks like Meghan Markle. That's not black to me. That's just my opinion on it based upon the phenotype, the hair, all that stuff. But she, you know, says, yeah, I'm a multiracial person, which says what? You know, you're saying a person of color, but you have a black woman who's, you know, this character right here. So that was kind of odd to me. and then, you know, add to my other point of the Scarecrow thing, he was dope. But at the same time, I would love to have seen him get represented more. And definitely, you only gave a quick glimpse of, you know, King Grayskull, and that was done in season one. You had no other backstory. You had nothing else going on with them. And I feel like, again, as to Claw's point, if you're going to introduce that into the storyline, keep it going. Don't, like, just cut it off and drop it. I feel like they try to cover it up by saying, okay, we got a sister on here now, and she's going to be the representation in this season, which was Andrea. Shout out to her, and even shout out to the person who's voice actor for her. But when I see that person, that doesn't present to me as a black woman. I'm just telling you on my, you know, my appearances, et cetera. So I feel like they kind of were trying to, uh, you know, do the diversity, equity, inclusion, and all that. And it just, it didn't hit the mark. That's just my opinion on it. So it's a whole lot of, stuff they could have did better and to me this is why the series itself was kind of blah and yeah so that's a perfect segue to this next and and last question would you like to see another season of the series it's it's already over we we know that we know that but would you like to see season three yes not because actually it was season one of two parts so they could make a season two Mm-hmm. But they got the uh, new guy. They, I forgot that villain's name. Uh, the one that the motherboard. Yeah, no, oh, he's mother. not motherboard. One like when he actually showed up, it was the, the other guy that looked like a skeleton kind of demon mix. 
uh, I don't know if he was on Shira or not, but he is definitely one that is always trying to thwart Skeletor as far as uh, and I forgot his his name. But yeah, I, I think that the thing with with this series, even though it's like uh, season one, part two to Claw's point or, or season two, how you want to take it. Mm-hmm. I think that you with He-Man, it's a IP that they could do this. They literally can have maybe like six, seven, eight, nine, ten seasons of this. And this could be Netflix um, ongoing thing for for kids or ongoing thing for people who want nostalgia. So do I want to see the, the third season? Not not really, or the second season. Um, not really, but well, is it something that if it's on, I watch it? Yeah, I would. <laughs> uh, close. Just to see Evil Lynn again with the sword of power. I'm, just saying. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Evil Lynn held it down. We need we need to talk about Evil Lynn. Yeah, we do. We will. We will. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's, let's talk about it. No, but but like as far as another season, um, I'm good. <laughs> I guess, <man. laughs> but we already knew Claw was like that, man. I mean, like, but like you said, I mean, like if they bring another one. Now if they were to do, they were to go back and do solos. Yeah. They said, I would like to learn more about King Grayskull. That's a or, fact. Or these other ones. Yeah, then I, I would come back because it was I just felt shortchanged. Mm. Mm. I like that answer, and I agree with you on that one. Um, I'm with both of y'all, man. If it's out, I, you know, I'll watch it if it's on, but am I searching for it? Nah, I do like the way that they ended it. You know, spoiler alert with Sean Skeletor just get took over. That motherboard grabbed his ass up, like, yeah, it's over for you. And he was like, no, pretty much this can't happen. Oh, yeah, it can happen. See why you was over there doing your old, um, archaic stuff. You had a whole new thing taking over, you had a whole new leader taking shape and form behind the scenes. So it's over for you. So next season, he's getting manipulated. He's getting his ass whooped and controlled. And that's what I really want to see. But will I be like really searching for it? Nah, I'll pass. You know, (laughs) if it's on, it's on. If it's not, it is what it is. But it's it's easy to consume. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing that. That's it. Five episodes. Yeah. It's easy to consume. And I think that Netflix will continue to do that because. I think that for the people who are old school fans, like the 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 villain who's again, I, I was trying to look up his name real quick without sounding how much too much typing going on in the <laughs> background. Like that character is a part of the mythos, and so that character was present in comic books that I read, uh, and it was always like, "Oh, Skeletor, you ain't you you like second fiddle to me," and they were on their back and forth. But Mattel could easily keep this going, and this could be a Netflix continuing thing. I'm telling you, I, I can see another four or five seasons of this, no problem. Because before this, before they did Masters of the Universe, they already had She-Ra, um, which was more uh, animated 2D type of uh, a situation um, on Netflix as well. And that was doing very well for the for the um, the demographic that they were looking to have. So mm-hmm. I think this one right here, even though, like I said, do I really care about it? No, if there's something else to watch, I'm going to watch it instead of season two part, I mean, season three, um, but they definitely can continue going on with this, man. And that's just one thing I love about what I'm learning about IPs is like when you got a good IP, Star Wars, He-Man, Power Rangers. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> when you when you have these when you have these IPs that you literally could continually force feed every new generation over and over again, like to Claw's point, man, like, oh, we're gonna do now that fraternity is gone, we're gonna go back and do a prequel starting from King Grayskull and go to every single person that wielded the power right up to, to, to Prince Adam. 
I mean, like it literally could be five and five episodes. Come on, man. Five episodes. Like we, we know anime and comics and things like that. Like just to five episodes ain't holding up nothing, but five episodes. That's so easily consumable, man. It's a win, bro. And Mattel will probably push for it. To be honest, they're probably looking at the numbers now to see how well it did or was it even and well for them is like, do we get enough of our demographic to where they want to see another season? And can we put out a King Grayskull toy? Uh, and go from there and the answer to me is yes that's a fact i really really like that answer and to add to that i personally would like to see thundercats if you're gonna do something like <laughs> yes, that like let's it. call it what it is they did it, man that's a cartoon network yeah but 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 they dropped the ball with it and that drum was fire in my opinion but if you're gonna do something with it like do it and to the other point star wars marvel all this stuff they have a niche specifically star wars that is a niche crowd and i'm a star wars fan myself but that's a niche crowd like you talking about man my parents pretty much love star wars my mom is the one i watched it but she says no i don't like star wars but i've seen it with her originally Mm. but you know it's a niche crowd and now they're coming up with different things that they can you know, showing out for this generation. Now my kids are all into it and stuff like that. So to your point before, Mattel has a, a opportunity to take this run with Preternia. They have a chance to run with King Grayskull. They have a chance to run with even a, just an evil Lynn or Skeletor. Theory That's a fact. And push that narrative too. So there's a lot of different opportunities with it. But if you're going to do it, man, and you're going to push to a certain demographic, you got to push to the real fans, not just people that's just here just because of something new and that's on netflix and, and if we don't with this question i definitely want to i got to talk about evil lynn and tila <laughs> i'm surprised you didn't put that as a question as far as talking no about, i didn't i didn't talking but, about that was my um, last one and this is this one i'm gonna oh, say yeah. before we end oh yeah super quick go ahead <laughs> next week super crooks and i'm just gonna lead us up here i'll put it back up before we end we about to just no, and, and this and again for everybody to know this is the this is the animated version of jupiter's legacy <laughs> which i enjoyed and everybody else on, on the in the team was like this is trash but this was great um jupiter's legacy was trash but super crooks was, it's, it's, it's the it's from the side of the villains got it but <laughs> let's, talk, <laughs> you know, let's, let's talk about I mean, really with Tila and um, and Evil Lens, that whole thing of like, it, it, to me, it was like a mixture of like atheism and like, it was like, it's like a religion, it, was, it just tied in. And I love how Evil Lynn, like she only watched half of the truth. And to me, you know, and I don't want to give any spoilers on that, but to me, like that to me was more to Claw's point because it was so focused, so woman heavy focused, it was like that conversation between Tila and Evil Lynn, where Evil Lynn went through all the the trauma just because her parent, her, literally her parents, were trying to eat her. <laughs> Spoiler oh, yeah. alert! Like they were right. trying to eat her because they were so poor. And that, like, we're talking about. We're, t- I mean, this and that, and I think a lot of people will be like, oh, "I mean, you're going too deep." No, I'm not. We're talking to a point where people are so poor because the way that the social structure is set up in the show and that flashback that they were going to eat their only child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you get Tila who sees with Skeletor how the, how the universe was created. And I still wanted to ask y'all too, like, I didn't know if the goat was supposed to be God. I didn't know if the, I mean, I, 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 mean, I assume, I assume the Eagle was supposed to be God, but I was like, the what's eagle. the goat then? Like what's the goat and the snakes? Uh, what are they supposed to represent in that in that sense? But I was just like, 
this this whole aspect of what Tila and Evelyn talked about is like you you didn't watch everything. You only saw destruction, but you didn't see rebirth. And I think that's to me that just hit heavy as far as like, damn, like yeah, sometimes we look away because something so is so like traumatizing to us because it's like we think something should have some meaning to what it is that we're struggling for or whatever. And sometimes it may or may not, but there's always there, there's always just continuation. There's always within the struggle. There's there's beauty in the struggle. Shout out to J. Cole and his verse. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I mean, it's just I, it, I love that. That to me, that was that was one of my my fun parts on top of Evil Lynn's transformation. Because like I said, I keep saying this. Evil Lynn's tra- transformation. Skeletor was looking fire, but Evil Lynn, when she transformed, I was like, bro, I'm really playing an RPG right now. She is the <laughs> she's the final boss. <laughs> like, <her. laughs> it's funny you say that because I agree with you where, and this is why I said they can have kind of like a um their own little side story of just Evil Lynn. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna relate that to just us as a people, or even myself, right? You see, she grew up rough and she ran off because her parents wanted to eat her. And but the bad part is you're thinking about all she's thinking about is the negativity. Imagine if she were to take some of the positive that came with it and were able to transform that to make her be a better person. Because let's just say for myself, seeing the things I've seen or growing up the way I grew up and I stuck with that mindset of, okay, all this negative stuff, all these things are happening, but didn't see any of the beauty, didn't have any of the, the good things that I've seen in my life. And I let that negativity change me or make me become that, that bad or that, quote unquote, evil person as an adult, that would be definitely a tragedy. And in Evil Lynn's case, that was what happened until she got her eyes open up to this person who's now awoke, which is Tila. Mm. Oh, it's all about the power and all this stuff. Like, come on, now you're woke. But they definitely did themselves a disservice by not explaining who the snake and the goat was, because I understood that the hawk or eagle was supposed to represent God. Right. Um, And that right there was dope within itself. But still, you're letting that one specific issue where, OK, I had my parents had this going on. Then I grew up rough, but you didn't see no beauty at all around you. Zero. And now you have to get your eyes opened by somebody who's always had good things in their life. She's mm. the daughter of the general of the army. Pretty much. You always have good things. So I thought that was kind of corny, but it was it was definitely deep. And I think that if they really, really were trying to get to their real fans, they would have played upon that. And made something with it, and I and hope tied in He Man's to Claw's point, but I'm gonna shut up and let Claw talk. But tie no, no, in He Man to yeah, some no. aspect of that <laughs> because it's yeah, the, I, I, of the I, universe. <laughs> right, my issue is uh, we're gonna think about Evelyn and Tila. Um, what happened to beauty and femininity? Mm. And it's about to understand there. So we're trying to say this is we're pushing women. We, this is about women focus, but you made them manly. Mm. And and so that so you telling women that they can't be who they are unless they have to be like a man. So mm. when they got powered up, well, Tila was already beast mode. And then you look at that once um Evil Ann got the sword, now she got an eight-pack, and all of a sudden her hair is gone. And she was like, Oh, she, her chest like, is buff. <laughs> and to me, to me, that took me out of it because we see women now who with their beauty can cause wars or cause men to fall. That, and, and I think you took that, you, you robbed women of that. They don't have to become to look like us to be powerful. Mm. They're already doing that now. That's and a I fact. Think that's where the, I think that's where the show robbed them of that. They didn't have to be all bulky to be who they are. 
I hope this ain't about <laughs> my friend told me. I hope I can say this. Um, drop it, we unfilter here, like, like Martin. Yeah, he told me that when it comes to women, it's something about the split. Mm. That it's something about that split that causes wars, that causes men to fight and murder. It, it, it is true. It's, it's something about women in that split that make men do things. And mm. I think that this show took all that away. Mm. You want power, you got to be a man. You got to look manly. You got to look like that. And I think I just think that was unfair to women. No, take what you have. Use your grace. Use so right. femininity to, to take over the world. And, and what ties into what you just said was Beastman was mentioning that to Evil Lynn, and so was Tila yes. and the rest of the game. You yeah. don't have to be him, or you don't have to be one track minded. And I think that's the thing that women hold over uh, the fe- the female uh, aspect of our species holds over uh, us as 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 males is that they got to look at like when 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 we're talking about tied in the universe, spirituality, whatever like you give birth all these things like that but they're they're able to multi and i'm not saying multitask they're able to look at things at a different perspective than Fact. we do we we look at a through z and even when we look at a through z a lot of times we'd be wrong about a through z too because we'd be <laughs> thinking about everything else out of there so i do get your point where you're coming from in that aspect because that was talked about quite a bit um with tila and it was talked about with beastman beastman was definitely attempting to get her to just be her and like to not be underneath this man and become him because of whatever aspect that have wrong in our life. So I, I, I agree to that. Claude. Hands and down. that's perfect because that that's exactly the point. When you talk about us as a trio of black nerd Fridays, uh, Suds, her, her femininity, her beauty, her perspective alone is just, that's something that's unmatched. That's something that we don't have. So when she gives her points, her Thanks. her um her opinion on things, that's a perspective that a lot of times you're like, oh shoot, I ain't think about that. Exactly. That. <laughs> that's needed. That's really, really needed. That's like if I go to my wife for something, like I'll make a decision on something. She's like, no, nah, I think we might do this instead. And I'm mm-hmm. a very smart individual, but it's always good to have that maybe that softer or that gentler side or that different approach to the way you might handle things. And the way that they manipulated this to feel like, oh, as he said, as Claude said, you have to be manly. You have to become this way. Um, they they didn't have to make Evelyn look like that. They could have made her look even more seductive, if anything, mm-hmm. but still have all this power. Because through most uh, lore and fantasy and, and mythological stories and stuff like that, we read, they make these sorceresses very, very seductive and beautiful looking. They don't make them look manly and you know. Her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Case in point. Case yeah. in point. I got so, I, I'm still gonna say Evil Lynn still look like like <laughs> a, like a goddamn boss. All right. She's a boss. I mean, seriously. I I just was like when Evil Lynn transformed when she was like I had a power. I was like everybody fetishizing uh Evil Lynn over no, here. No, no, no. I'm just saying everybody else. <laughs> the cape. Come on, bro. And it was just like because she was like, oh yeah, I know how to use this. I think that's oh, yeah. the other thing too with the savage, the savage he man was like, finally, man, you up here just going after Skeletor and was like, I'm about to just end this, I'm about to finish it. And it wasn't doing anything, but it was like it, it wasn't being kindly to to Claw's point. Like, yeah, you had a good heart, but Skeletor ain't good at heart. He's an opportunist and he right. wants what he wants. And I and that's what I like about Skeletor too. It's like right. any any character that's like it, I mean, and Skeletor, they didn't get into his 
backstory too much because I said this in, about season one when we did the review is that to me, Prince Adam didn't ask questions about this power. He just was he just got it because being pure of heart. But Skeletor knew things about the about Grayskull that wasn't just mm -hmm. a castle. It was more so like a citadel type of situation. And he knew a whole thing because he studied. He was like, I'm after something and I'm going to research it 100 percent. And it's like you just got to give characters like that their kudos. And I think for Evil Lynn, if they did make her more seductive, it actually in that sense of like she still could have been like strong, but it's mm -hmm. like she did bulk out. But that's what I think that's just what the power does. And that's funny, too, to your point is like it also separated like if you want to be a sorceress and you don't get the power, then you can be feminine. But if you get the power, it's just raw strength. And so you're going to become bulky. I mean, even I think about uh, Encante, if I said that correctly. Encanto. Encanto, thank you. The Disney movie that came out. Everybody we loves have, the character. I've heard and watched like 10 times already. Yeah, exactly. My, <laughs> my daughter loves that movie. But like this, the, 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 the daughter that got the strength um, gift, she was just like, okay, when I'm, I feel weak. And it was like, dang, they never even played on the data. What, is, what does that mean to feel weak? Because you're not physically strong. And so... You know, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. And it's just like you, you got to give nuance because a lot of times I think people hear stuff like that and they're like, well, what would you mean? What do you mean? Women can't go after. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. Yeah, because you already know you got the, the Marvel fans that immediately the first thing they're going to say is what about the Dora Laundry? They're going to throw that in there. Yeah. Well, the Dora Laundry is still seductive, man, with that bald head, man. Right. Yeah. yeah. They, they wasn't exactly. cock diesel either. They were. Yeah, they were. They, <laughs> they, they was like Paul, right. man. They had the rips. You know what I mean? He just, That's yeah, what I was saying. They had got, that tone ripped, to them. He they had muscle. that muscular <laughs> to them, but they still have that femininity. Right. As you see. So they they could have played better with that in this series. And it just, you know, goes to everything else that's going on. There's subtle things and symbolism that they add in there to see if you catch. And I feel like they was trying to throw something in there to see, well, if you want to be strong, you got to be manly. If you want to be strong as a woman, you have to be manly. And you don't. You really right. don't have a daughter. And that's one of the things that I'm I trying right. to instill in her. It's okay to ask for help for, for this, but you can still be strong in your own way mm. because you may not have the physical strength that I do, but you have the mental and you have a different outlook and perspective that I don't have on this world. Right. Man, that's the best. That's one of the best ways in it, man. Women's mental strength is way surpassed. And I'm going to say it way surpassed than, than a lot of us men are males. And it's like, and it's, and it's shown, and it ain't just me talking, it's shown throughout history, especially black women. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's a fact because it's just, man, different world. Couldn't imagine. So shout out to all the women. And shout out to the black women, but I'm done now because you know we, we <laughs> hit past the hour mark. We can keep going yeah. for another hour and a half, but uh, we go we going to get we gonna get flowers real quick before we end, and we let's do talk it off camera. So again, we are honored to have you on here for real because fact, it's, not, it's not it's not a stage for us. It's not a uh, place for us. It's not a platform for us unless you're going to comic cons and stuff, and even still. It's it's different because again, when you go in there, what do you get? Oh, that's the black this, or that's the black right. that. Mm. X all that out, and we see the work that you do. We our platform is based to have brothers and sisters who have the same uh, uh, mind state as us, who want the same things we do, and are into anime, sci-fi, and all that stuff, and they want to do that without having this this um this caption this label put on them just be yourselves and be into whatever it is that you into but showing your your talents and your gifts by being whether it be king grace whether it be um 
uh, someone from My Hero Academia, whatever it is, do that. And we are here to be that voice, to be that 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 place that you can be comfortable being yourself and still being us without having that. Oh, yeah, you the black so and so and so. So, yo, shout out to you. Salute to you for doing what you do. We really appreciate it. And we mean it because, again, it's not a lot of us, man. It's not a lot of us, but it's a lot of us. It's a fact. Yeah. We deep. <laughs> yeah, I definitely appreciate that. Like I said, I've only been doing this since 2018. Uh, just getting started and, and the love, you know, from, from you and from others. It, it, it's, it's, it just, it's nice um, to know that you are touching people. Like, you always got the negativity everywhere. Yep. But uh, it's just good to know that you are that's, you are appealing to somebody. And I tell people all the time, um, you are a role model, whether you like it or not. Mm. You don't get to choose who you're the role model of. They choose. Mm. And you never know who's looking at you. So you have to be conscious of what you're doing. Yeah. Facts. I love that. Before we leave, do you plug anything that you want to plug in before we get out of here? Anything you want to plug in before you get out of here? Oh, Black Nerd Fridays, of course. Uh, Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah, Appreciate yeah. you, brother. I, I definitely love this. I'm, I'm glad that um, I accepted this. I'm glad you guys invited me on. This probably has to be one of the most funnest podcasts I've done. If not, really? Okay. Yes. Yeah. But that's because you're among, you know, you're among your people. We, uh, yeah, we yeah. talking. This is what we do. And listen, if you have anything in the future, I don't care what it is you're involved in. If you want to have something to plug and say, yo, listen, I'm doing this. Can you guys help me promote this? No questions asked. We got it. But all right, we talked about this this week. We're bringing you on, though, because we're going to showcase whatever it is. Because we're looking to have that community with each yeah. other that shows that love for us by us, period. And that's what yeah. it is. That's a fact, man. So, yeah. again, y'all, this is next week's episode. Super Crooks, make sure y'all show up for this. We're going to, we probably going to get real crazy on this one. I ain't gonna Super Crooks. Man. It's going to be crazy as hell. And we'll see y'all next Friday, always on Black Nerd Fridays. Until then, peace, y'all. Peace.